there, fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And this week, we're talking about spice. Spice! All the spice things. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> because they're, I mean, I don't know if anybody else has maybe picked up on this in the last, like, four to five years, but there has been an increase in levels of spice content in every genre across the board like it's not just everybody's like well romance i'm like yes obviously romance <laughs> but there was already there was already spice in those guys yeah. like i didn't really like, get that's not shocking to me yeah. in any way shape or form but i'm talking like every genre now it's true like i mean okay, we're gonna get into it well, we're gonna <laughs> get into the specifics we're gonna get into the specifics of it launch into it yeah no it's okay I, we're gonna get into the specifics of it but i just feel like i feel like it's just I don't know. It's just become like this crazy thing over the last, like that's it half a decade or so. And I'm like, wow, where did this come from? I don't know. Like, Mm. where did this stem from like for us? And why did we, how did we get here in the first place? And I have some like vague ideas kind of about it that we can talk about, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it is. Shireen, what do you have on your nightstand right now? Well, I was tentatively about to start Crescent City by Sarah Moss, but uh, if any of you have been listening to our podcast consistently, you know that Sarah Moss has like this, like, she creates this hole in my soul every time I read one of her series. You got a soul hole. I have a soul hole. (laughs) (laughs) My soul. Um, So (laughs) when I read Throne of Glass, I think it took me like a year to pick up another book. Oh my God. I read A Court of Thorns and Roses in April, I banged out all the books in, like, seven days, and then I really struggled to pick up another book. Until, uh, like, November. Until, like, November. <laughs> um, and so I'm very hesitant to start reading Crescent City. So yeah. there's a new one coming out in January, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can do it for myself. to myself. I know that I normally get books for Christmas, so I might just wait and see what, what uh, you know, um, Santa's bringing me mm, what everybody kind of gets <laughs> yeah. for you yeah that's it and if you you know if you get a gift card or something at <laughs> yeah, least exactly. you know that you can use it for the new one if you want to exactly uh, but yeah so what about you Megan? save yourself yeah. um oh I just finished um a horror novel that I was really really impressed by um called Boys in the Valley mm. uh by Philip Fricassi I believe is the author's name um it is a period piece set in Pennsylvania in 1905 if I'm not mistaken is when the story takes place at a basically a boys orphanage that's run by priests Um, a little bit remote kind of like near farmland not in the middle of very much stuff and a it's kind of a possession story to a certain extent just sort of like a demonic entity of some sort makes its way into the orphanage through one particular incident that occurs and takes over kind of like manages to infiltrate and take over a portion of the boys at the orphanage. They start changing in ways that don't really make any sense. And then things get very violent, very quickly and very like scary, very quickly between people. And then it's kind of like a fight for survival between like sort of one half versus the other half, um, that are there. Interesting. It was, like very atmosphere uh, boys in the valley okay. it was very atmospheric um okay. in a way that i because i've not read any of philip fracassi's other novels so it was very atmospheric in a way that i wasn't expecting um like genuinely 
disturbing. Like, I was like, wow, okay, this is, I cannot, like, if you imagine yourself sort of in these places, you're like, this is terrifying. Because yeah. the setting f- to begin with is also, is already scary. Very early 1900s, very rural Pennsylvania. It's the middle of the winter. It's fucking cold. It's an orphanage run by priests. So they barely get any food, these kids. They have to, like, work all day and do all stuff. So, like, the setting itself is already not pleasant for them in the first place. But mm. it's got, like... I mean, people, I know I've seen it described a little bit as Lord of the Flies, but it's not really because there are, like, more adults involved and there's a lot more of the goings-on to do with, like, the religious aspect of things Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Um, And it's more to do with, like, the possession itself that occurs as opposed to, like, the, you know, we're stranded somewhere and we've just decided that we're going to run things ourselves. Like, it's not really along those lines. But, you know, it's got, like, a little bit of... It's always, like, a lot of those, like, movies that you've seen, books that you've read that are very, like, isolated. So, yeah, like, some Lord of the Flies, a little bit of, like, the exorcist, but only because of the possession aspect of things, Mm. like, the priest aspect of things. A little bit of, like, Midnight Mass, if anybody's watched that show. Mm. Like, you know, very secluded, we're stuck here, and there's not much we can do to get away from it. Right. Kind of thing. A lot of that uh, told from multiple people's perspectives, some of the kids, some of the adults, so you get a lot of, like, the different varying aspects of things and like how different characters feel about stuff um and had like a surprisingly like a really like like okay but like really sad ending like I was surprised I got kind of emotional right at the end of it and I was like oh god okay (laughs) that hit hard um but it was really really well written I really liked it oh that's awesome yeah we're getting to that cold. We're into that proper cold season now. It's snowing when we're recording. So, we read so about I just no. <laughs> we read about like people who are stuck in the winter and they're also cold because I feel like you can just you have that feeling of like yeah. yep I yep I'm there I'm with you. It's true. It's it's very difficult for me to read a summer read in the winter. Yes. Yeah. 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 The only thing that I can ever do is like if the characters are like from a snowier climate and they go yeah. on vacation. I'm like yeah okay fine. <laughs> That, yeah, but then I'm like, I want to go on vacation. I, I would also like to be somewhere warm <laughs> yeah. right now. You people who don't live in snowy climates have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Snowing right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Spice. Spice. Spice everywhere. Spices for days. A little caliente all over the place. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, but honestly, though, like, I don't. I don't know, maybe this is just what I'm reading, but I don't know that there's, like, a, like, not a book that I've picked up in, like, the last year, at least, like, like, 60% of the books that I've read in the last, like, year, year and a half that haven't had, like, some form of kind of spice to them. Sometimes it's more closed door than not, obviously, depending on the type of story that you're reading, and the genre, because sometimes, obviously, yes, the characters are engaging in some form of sexual activity, but it doesn't nece- that doesn't necessarily have much to do with the plot itself, so they don't focus very heavily on it, you know? Yeah, like, I've noticed that it's become very commonplace to be just, like, reading a book, and then it's like, oh, and sex scene, and you're like, oh... Oh, yeah. okay. And in many cases, it's <laughs> like, like you were like, oh, I didn't think that was happening in this. No. One. Okay. And in many cases, it's like a slightly more explicit one than you would have expected yeah. like a number of years ago. If you read slightly older books, you wouldn't get as much of that or it would be implied. Yep. But there wouldn't be a description attached to that, you know? No. And like, you know, we talked about like, you know, spicy fantasy. Yeah. Like fantasy especially has become very, very spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, entire uh, book series now that have been, you know, released purely based on the fact that they're spicy. Pretty much. Yeah, Um, yeah, pretty much. I think there's a whole section in the bookstore. Like, I picked up 
oh, what's it called? Something about some billionaire publisher or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Billionaire romance stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, apparently there's a whole mafia romance subgenre <laughs> that I was not aware of until of this. Course. Until I read that there were some. I've never read any of them, but I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I'm sure that's it? kink for a lot of people, though. Well, like, for sure. And so you're, like, in some ways... I find it great because it's a lot more like socially acceptable and stuff. Like if you think about our last uh, episode about, um, you know, guilty pleasures, if your guilty pleasure is spice, then Hey, have at it. I have good news for you. You got everything now. (laughs) You can have every version of spice that you would like. You can have as much or as little as you would like as well, depending on what it is that you're looking for. And in, I wouldn't say that it's as much uh, the case in things like fantasy or uh, thrillers or Mm. things like that in terms of, like, what you'll be told. But if you're looking, like, in the romance sphere, for instance, and you're reading descriptions for, you know, like, synopses about books and things like that, um, many authors are so used to things at this point that they will put, like, you know, like, here, like, you know, like, it's closed-door romance with a lot of tension or it's open-door, very steamy. Like, you'll know ahead of time what kind of story you're getting so it's like people are able to gauge expectations or make a decision Mm. um before they even leave the store like you don't even have to really be concerned about that anymore you can just kind of be like okay great this is gonna be my vibe or like nah, not really yeah and they even put like little like uh chili peppers to tell you the level well sometimes (laughs) yeah and like you know we've talked about it before because we talked about it in a previous episode about like book talk stuff like you know when you walk into a bookstore you've got this whole table that's just spicy book talk yeah where it's like all the spicy any like genre of novel that gets like a lot of um that's really trending on tiktok they'll put into like that section and so Mm. if you've seen it a bunch online it's just like an easy access thing for you if you've seen it a bunch online you're like yeah maybe i should pick that one up but there it is it's in one section so i don't even have to remember what genre it is i can walk over to that table and find it (laughs) it's true i find this great oh it's helpful (laughs) you know we all enjoy a little bit of spice especially in the winter to warm us up well i'm sure Uh, not everyone i'm sure not everybody does and that's no, totally I, f- I think that's totally, that's totally fine. fine like that's valid but if it's you don't it's easy when you walk in you're like oh this is slightly spicy this but is I, very spicy i think that interestingly i think that this has um this whole phenomenon has really made it so much easier for people mm. to find the types of novels that they're going to like yeah. because they will have seen like you know even <clears throat> the number of tiktok videos that are like oh yeah here are my here are like the spiciest this type of book that i've read yeah. the spiciest this type of book that i've read and stuff so you'll have like this list of four or five at a time like in one particular subsection yeah. of a genre and you're like oh okay yeah you know <laughs> it's true you know, so like you know, pretty much like off the cuff. Oh, am I gonna like this one, or is like that gonna be too much for me? Like I don't it's know true. if I'm gonna want that. <laughs> and I've found that like even having conversations with people about like what they're reading, or you know, they'll ask you what you're reading, and what was I reading the other time? Oh, the from Blood and Ash series. Oh yeah. Like I picked up the first one, didn't love it personally, mm-hmm. but like I was talking to somebody about it, and they were like. Um, they were like, oh, that's really spicy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know. Well, because for some people, that's it, depending on what other books you've read, yeah. right? For, like, depending on, like, what it is that you're into and what other types of novels that you've read. Yeah, sometimes you pick up one, especially if you're not really expecting it to be, yeah. if you've not read much about yeah. it, and then you get into it and you're like, oh, damn, okay. Oh, damn, okay. Or there are certain ones that have, like, that are really unsuspecting based on the cover, 
Yeah. Romance is so funny that way, I find now. We're like, yeah, okay. All the ones that are like a darkly silhouetted, like basically mostly shirtless man, gl- like glaring. <laughs> and if he has angel wings, yeah, even more. Glaring at you, like you know, you're like, okay, there's like a ton of sex in this book, right? And that's <laughs> what I'm thinking about. Like and all I'm those like, like oh, yeah. that one. <laughs> and that's no, but that's what I'm thinking. Like all those like billionaire romances, yeah. mafia romances, yeah. and stuff like that's what all those covers look like oh, to me. <laughs> um, but if like sometimes, what did I read in the fall? Oh, Pumpkin Spice Cafe. Oh. Okay. Didn't like, that have, like, a, a cartoon cover? Yes. And oh. it's just, like, the outside of the cafe. Like, cutesy-looking thing. Yeah. Um, set in a really small town. It's There's, like, a fall festival. Yeah. And, yes, like, it's, like, a like rom-com little thing of, like, a new, like, a woman who's new in town and um, running her, I believe her aunt who passed away, she's running her cafe. Like, she's taken over and she's running the cafe. Meets um, one of the uh, men who's, like, a local, like, I forget what farmer I forget whatever a local like supplier of some sort anyway for the cafe and they strike up a romance and everything which is fine but just based on the cover I thought it was going to be like a little cutesy yeah one, like but, uh, the lattes one you had read there yes exactly yeah. legends and lattes yeah. yeah I thought it was gonna be like a little bit more like that but there were like a couple of like much more explicit scenes in it and then when I got to them I was like oh shit okay <laughs> I know we're in this kind of book that's cool it makes me wonder like I remember when I was a kid um you know and I'd go over to to the bookstore and and, you know, unsuspecting mother would be, like, buying whatever I wanted. Yeah. And I remember the first time um, I read Gossip Girl. Okay. That one was, it felt spicy for, like, a young adult book because there was, and I, I think it's because I was, like, quite young when of I course, picked it yeah. up. Of course, yeah. This was the only way I could get away with, uh-huh. like, <laughs> consuming media that was, like, yeah unacceptable i guess yeah um megan knows i was never allowed to watch like any type of movie no she never watched anything when we were kids like you know growing up like i watched like you know i was all over like like buffy the vampire slayer and all that stuff oh, no, and shereen, to watch shereen never watched any of that stuff until like a couple of years ago yeah. <laughs> great shows um, but yeah so gossip girl was like for me like the first ever book that i picked up that i was like oh gasp oh like, okay like oh like i did not realize that this was going to be a little bit more like on the risque kind yeah, of yeah. risque in the characters and it was like oh gosh don't tell mom at all costs and i managed to get her to buy me all of the gossip oh my God, you're so funny. um <laughs> without even knowing how spicy they were uh, yeah because again they're in that young adult sphere and in like let's say they're early to mid 2000s yeah. or whatever like your your parents wouldn't have necessarily no, known it wasn't a tv that. show yet no it wasn't a tv show yet and also like the covers didn't really look like very obvious they no. weren't again they weren't we talked about this in the guilty pleasures episode uh, they weren't those like period looking romances from harlequin right. at the back exactly. of the store with the pe- with the woman in like a corset I and the man like know. holding her very dramatically <laughs> I'm glad that you can still walk into a bookstore and see them. You can still find them. Do you know what I've noticed? That there are a lot of, of those ones? Cowboys. <laughs> no. They're all, like, on a ranch or something. <laughs> like, they're like, okay. And I'm like, I guess, it, I guess like, is there, like, a correlation from, with the fact that, like, he's in shape because he works on a ranch, <laughs> so he must be hot? Like, he throws bales of hay, <laughs> and he gets hay stuck in his, I don't know, um, glistening. Can you tell we don't know how everything works so far? <laughs> Shout out to my friend who literally lives on a farm. <laughs> she, she listens to this, she's going to be like, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> you throw bales of hay and you glisten, right? Like, that's how it works. <laughs> 
and that's that's farming, right? <laughs> that's the entire industry. <laughs> oh man. Are there oh god guys, are there like Instagram accounts devoted to hot farmers? I feel like that must be oh, a thing. Definitely. <laughs> when I lived in the UK there was a whole show. It was kinda like The Bachelor, but The Bachelor was a farmer and it was oh, like yeah. a bunch of women trying to marry these farmers. Oh, there's uh hello Canada. There is a a <laughs> show on C T V that I keep hearing ads for called Farming for Love. Well there's like farmers oh, yeah. like farmers get set up with people from the city kind of thing. It yeah, sounds hilarious. Teach them how to like work on a farm. It sounds hilarious. I kind of want to watch we should <laughs> farming, for, <laughs> farming love. for love i'm not kidding it's just as ctv keeps advertising it and i'm like should i watch this show? <laughs> yes yes we should <laughs> it would be great that's that'll be how we spend our holiday <laughs> yes this sounds great oh it we'll sounds good to me spike our eggnog and watch farming for love you'd think we were drinking spiked eggnog right now but let me tell you we are stone cold sober and we're still having this conversation <laughs> uh <laughs> But anyway, all that to say, um, yes, I think that it's become a lot more commonplace. Yeah. I think it's become a lot more acceptable. And I'm here for it. I think it's great. No, like, I'm fine you know, with it. Put a little bit of spice into things. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine with it. Yes, some there are definitely certain books that I've read where when it happens, you're like, okay, I did, this did nothing for this plot <laughs> this at all. This was not required. Yeah. This did not need to be in here. And yeah, you could probably argue that um in a lot of cases but i i don't know you know what i don't know what it is but i feel like something happened after fucking god i keep talking about twilight something happened <laughs> after something happened after twilight did what it did and was written by a mormon oh. and that mormon was like no no i will never put anything explicit into my book yeah and everybody wanted an explicit and everybody was like do it and then do it never it. and then it, yeah. it never happened obviously yeah. throughout the course of the series and it was like something in the brains of the people who were starting to write at that time yeah. or studying and wanting to write at that time just exploded and they were like you know what i'm gonna do it fuck you i'm gonna do it in every single thing that i write forever now it's great and um i really think that's what i really think that's what happened i think we we took that formula of like the young adult series that we read when we were kids and we've just added to it to be like and that's how you we've gotten new adult romance like that's why that exists now it's, it's so true so when i was reading twilight for the first time i was in high school like high school the early years a lot of us were yeah honestly. and uh I remember I was sitting there reading it and this guy came up to me, I guess, to tease me more than anything. And he was like, oh, yeah, Bella and Edward, huh? He's like, have you got to the point where they have sex? And me being like, gasp. (laughs) I was like, oh, are they going to have sex? And so I went through, what, four books, five books, four books? Yeah. Yeah, the the initial four books. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they had sex, but it was like a very like, and then we had sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it was like, seriously, like I was really expecting this to be spicy at some point you know oh yeah that's all we wanted (laughs) that's i think that's all that like younger people uh i think want to this this thing is that your curiosity gets the better of you when you're young and when you haven't had much experience in this kind of sphere to this like vampire human relationship yeah and i feel like you know like yeah okay fine some of the explicit aspects of things are not great Mm -hmm. um but i do find it interesting when i see certain things um we did this entire fucking episode on colleen hoover and i do find it interesting when some people will put like that's at like colleen hoover in like the spicy category i'm like i struggle with that one because it's it's there's so many trigger warnings and so much trauma and a lot of the time like it's like 
oh, things are happening. Like, oh, God, there's a, like, I, I remember from what I've read and seen, there's a scene in It Ends With Us where, like, not long after Ryle's been like a piece of shit, he like has sex with her and it's like awkward and uncomfortable. There's a scene in Ugly Love, which I read, which was like very similar to that where, mm. um, you know, he's basically like admitting to half of like his trauma and stuff and why like he can't fall in love with her because he's never going to fall in love with anybody ever again. Meh. Um, <laughs> and he basically like they have sex on like the kitchen counter or something, mm. but he, like the way that it happens, he basically uses her as like a human sex doll and then right. like yeah, walks away this. right after. And she's like, she feels horrible and degraded afterward. <laughs> and I'm like, and yet they live happily ever after. Oh, it's just horrible. And I'm like, okay, those kinds of things I find like the ones with too much trauma, like don't put that in spicy. Cause to me, spicy means fun. Yeah. Agree. And I did not have, fun in the traditional sense reading these Colleen Hoover novels (laughs) except to sometimes stop and burst out laughing at the audacity of some of the things that had been put on the page Mm. that was pretty accurate yeah so I just don't think that it falls into the same category as like something like that's it like something like a I don't know like oh we're both in college and I'm a hockey player and you're a figure skater and we have like a romance and stuff like that like those are fun and cute like those are just whatever what's that one that I read icebreaker oh icebreaker they made a a movie of one called zero chill I think or no I'm thinking of a series oh okay I don't know I have that that I have no idea kids okay there is one of a team of a Anyway, never mind. I it's fine. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, like Icebreaker is a really big one by, what is it, Hannah Grace, I think is mm. the author. I know she released a second book this year in that same series called Wildfire, which I have not read yet. Do they set fire to the ice? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> that would kind of ruin the hockey. It really would. <laughs> um, you know, like those, I expect like, yeah, like there are serious moments in a lot of these books and like a person dealing with something serious, but it, a lot of the style of writing and everything is in a much more lighthearted way. And also, like, these authors don't feel the need to tack on additional trauma to things. Like, people can just be normal. Yeah, I like, I'm always happy. When I read one and it's like, yeah, fine, like, you know, like, whatever. It could be an enemies to lovers thing or whatever it is. But when, by the, particularly, like, when they, like, get together and everything and things start getting more serious, the male main character for me needs to be like nice and supportive and like like sweetly protective of her not like domineering protective of her but like sweetly protective of her and accepting of her boundaries and everything and when that happens I'm like oh so nice (laughs) (laughs) yes we love a protection of boundaries that's my king apparently Yeah, Megan's kink is healthy relationships. Oh, I love them. They're so nice. I keep her around. It's to balance me out. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just like, ooh, this one's so toxic. And I'm like, no, not toxic love. (laughs) The only time toxic love is acceptable is that song in Fern Gully, because that might have been a sexual awakening for me when I was a kid. I don't know. (laughs) Megan talks about Fern Gully like once a month. Listen, (laughs) if if you can hear that song and not fall in love with like a noxious cloud of smoke in the jungle, you go ahead and tell me but that is a sexy song i don't care what anybody says (laughs) you heard it here first people (laughs) fern gully is sexy i love you tim curry (laughs) you're such a weirdo yeah sure i'm the weirdo (laughs) we all have our problems yeah (laughs) but yeah what do you guys think of like the rise in spice levels in different types of novels 
Maybe if you're somebody who doesn't read as much, let's say, in, like, the romance or fantasy spheres, which is where a lot of that comes in, yeah. maybe you haven't noticed it as much. Or if you have, you're annoyed by it because you're like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you can let us know about that over on Instagram, TikTok, and threads at fullybookedca. And you can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash better. We're going to be coming to you guys next week for the last Friday of the month with a special end-of-year episode. But until next time, guys... Keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.